Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it. Make your dreams come true. Just do it. Some people dream of success while you're going to wake up and work hard at it. Nothing is impossible. You should get to the point where anyone else would quit, and you're not going to stop there. No, what are you waiting for? Do it! Just do it! Yes, you can! Just do it! If you're tired of starting over, stop giving up. All right, who has seen that before? That is so awesome. Who has never seen that before? What are you doing? Seriously? Well, good thing you came to youth group. I'm here to keep you cultured. That was Shia LaBeouf's Just Do It motivational, inspirational video. So he did that. That was back actually 2015. It was this motivational video he did. It's got 35 million views. It became hugely circulated. It's highly memeable. I'm sure you've seen a meme before of it. Maybe you've seen a, people like remixed it and turned it into songs. Like, so you can like YouTube it. Yeah, just do it. I don't know what he's doing up there. But so like his idea, just do it, it kind of comes right from like the Nike slogan we all know, just do it. And that's the name of our series. It's called Just Do It. And as funny as like that video is and kind of as memeable as it is, there is some good stuff in it, right? What he's saying, like, I mean, just do it. Don't let your dreams be dreams, right? Yesterday he said tomorrow, so just do it. Make your dreams reality. And that's kind of been, that's been like a core of, of like, That's been a core of the Nike slogan, like kind of from the beginning of their Just Do It campaign. Nike started the Just Do It campaign in 1988, and the very first Nike commercial, it was controversial when it came out because it featured an 80-year-old man. And back then, we don't talk about this anymore, we talk about other issues, but back then there was something, they called it ageism, and people discriminated against other people because of their age. And so Nike featured, they launched their Just Do It campaign, and it was an 80-year-old man. Do you want to see it? Yeah. The original commercial from 1988, Just Do It? Yeah. All right, play it. I think we got it. I run 17 miles every morning. People ask me how I keep my teeth from chattering in the wintertime. I leave them in my locker. That's the original Nike Just Do It commercial. You missed the punchline. He's like, people ask me how I keep my teeth from chattering. I leave them in my locker room. Like... <laughs> And so people were like, whoa, hold on a second. He's like 80. He's not supposed to be running. So Nike kind of did that. But kind of like just do it. Make your dreams reality. That's kind of been part of Nike's thing for a while. Even the sneakers I'm giving away in two weeks, they're the Why Not Zeros. That comes from Russell Westbrook's. Like that's his brand because his, cha uh, his charity, their slogan is Why Not Me? Why Not Follow My Dreams? Like that's like kind of been at Nike's core, and that's why his shoes are called the why not. But here's what I think. I think that this message hits all of us differently. 
Everybody responds to the just do it, make your dreams reality a little bit differently. Maybe when it comes to making your dreams a reality, some of us, I think, can struggle with this idea. Maybe you're like me, you hear like, just do it. Make your dreams a reality. Why not be the one who can follow your dreams? And maybe you feel like, well, I don't know like what that means. Like, I don't really know what my dreams are. It's 2019. We talk about New Year's resolutions. Like, that sounds like really cool people make them. But, like, I don't know what I care about. The launches. All that. Hey, man, dude, you remember Sunday sermons, man. That's, I'm proud. That, that makes me happy inside. But here's what, here's what I think. I think uh, I've talked with people before. I've talked with students before, with teenagers who say, man, I don't know what God's will is for my life. How can I discover God's will? I don't know what decisions to make because I don't know what God wants for me. I think that's a legitimate question. And when it comes to like, man, just do it, you're like, I don't know what, what it really is. And it's 2019, a new year. What am I supposed to do? So I think some of us, we struggle with this. We feel this way for a couple different reasons. One of it may be because you may think, well, I'll do it, whatever it is. I'll do it when I'm older, right? I mean, like I'm in eighth grade, like I'm kind of just a kid, like, I, you know, I'm too young, like I'm not, I don't really have, you know, I'll kind of focus on getting better. I'll be a better like guitar player, like just when I'm older, I'll be better at sports when I'm older. I'll, I'll kind of become more serious with God when I'm older, right? Like, I'll, yeah, I'll just do it like when I'm older. And so that's why when we hear that, like, it can be a disconnect. Maybe some of us, you feel like I said, you don't have any dreams. You're like, yeah, just do it. That sounds cool. But I don't know. Like, I'm not passionate about anything. Like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like nothing about me stands out. I'm not, like, particularly special. So, like, just do it. Some of us think that we're really special. Some of, some of us can confirm that, okay, in other ways. Okay, but some of us, maybe there's a disconnect because we're looking uh, we have dreams, we're, we're looking for dreams in the wrong places. We're looking for the wrong place for dreams, right? Maybe you have a dream to be super rich. You're like, dude, that's like the only thing that matters is like, I got to get a job and make as much money as possible. Like, that's not bad, but like money is not reliable. And so if that's where you're looking for your dreams, it makes sense. If you're like, man, it, once I get a girlfriend, once I get a boyfriend, once I'm married, once I have kids, once I'm in a relationship, once somebody loves me the way I want to be loved, then, then I'll, I can do it. Yeah, then it'll make sense, right? But, but relationships are going to let you down. So maybe you're looking in the wrong place for dreams. Maybe you're looking for success, but you haven't defined success. And so it's, it's impossible for you to live out, to, be, to just do it. Maybe it's because you don't believe in yourself. Maybe you're like, I don't have any skills. I don't have any talents. I don't have any abilities. I don't believe in myself. That's my problem. Maybe people in your life have told you, you know what? You're not actually going to amount to anything. There's nothing good about you. There's nothing that you can bring. There's nothing that you can offer. And so you feel like, man, yeah, just do it. Make my dreams reality. Well, I could never do that. So how can I just do it if I don't even know what it is, if I don't even know how to do that? Well, the thing is, we're not the first people to ever kind of struggle with this question, with these questions. Man, what should I focus on in my life? What should I be doing? There's actually, in the early church, there was a young pastor named Timothy, and he was asking these same types of questions that we're kind of talking about right now. He felt the same way. Sometimes I feel like I connect him because I'm kind of like a young pastor. So I'm like, Timothy, like I know exactly what you're talking about. So I want to read something that Paul wrote to Timothy. It's a letter he wrote. Paul was a church planter in the early church, and he wrote letters to those churches he planted, and he wrote letters to the leaders of those churches. And Paul and Timothy were really good friends. They actually went on some mission trips together. So I've been on a mission trip with Tito and Katrina and Johnny. It's kind of like if Tito plants a church in 10 years from now, and Tito's like, Matt, I need some help. I'm like, dude, let me write you a letter. Let me help you out here. I got some experience. And Paul has some information to give Timothy, because Timothy, he struggled with 
they kind of say he was, that people think he was kind of timid, that people looked down on him because he was a young guy, so people didn't take him too seriously. In fact, one time Paul was like, dude, there's this one church in Corinth, like they're having a hard time. Can you go fix it? Can you take care of that problem? He's like, dude, no worry, I'll take care of it. Timothy goes and doesn't take care of it. He can't do it. So, so that's kind of Timothy. He's like, what do I do? Like Paul's like, uh, yeah, just do it. And he's like, do what? I, I don't know how. I don't know how to fix it. I'm not sure what to do. Now Timothy's a pastor of a church, and he's finding himself overwhelmed. And so Paul's like, man, he writes him a letter. I'm going to give you some encouragement. I'm going to help you out, man. This is what you need to know. So here's the advice that Paul gives Timothy. It's in 1 Timothy chapter 4. It'll be on the screen. Here's what Paul says. Uh, Starts in verse 7. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, But training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. This is a trustworthy uh, saying, and everyone should accept it. This is why we work hard and continue to struggle, for our hope is in the living God, who's the Savior of all people, and particularly of all believers. And so if you read some of Paul's letters, he uses athletic imagery a lot. And it kind of makes sense that he does, right? Like, it kind of, it's, it's understandable. Like, an athlete will say no to some things, right, because they're trying to train to do something better. Like, if you're into, I don't know if anyone here wrestles. Like, when you're wrestling, you got to weigh in and be under a certain weight. So, like, that whole week, I knew wrestlers in high school. Like, they would all not eat anything so they could, like, make it in and weigh in, right? And so, it's kind of the same thing. Like, we do that physically. Sometimes there's some parallels spiritually, and that's why Paul kind of says that. And when he's saying when you train spiritually, there's some benefits. There's benefits in this life, but in the life to come, there's eternal benefits. And so he kind of is saying, man, the reason that we may struggle with like this idea of just do it, this idea of making my dreams a reality, what should I focus on? What should I do with myself? I don't know, am I good enough? Or uh, do I have any passions? Or I'm looking at the wrong idea. He's saying, man, the reason may be because we're focusing on the wrong things. We may be focusing on godless things instead of godly things. He's like, you need to focus on godly things, right? He says like, man, don't focus on godless ideas. For Timothy, that kind of meant people who were teaching things that were incorrect, incorrect doctrine, people who are spreading the wrong ideas about God. For you and me, maybe that means something else. Godless ideas, like, it kind of goes hand in hand with, like, worthless ideas, things that don't matter, things that are stupid. Like, I was at work one time, and these people, they were gossiping about some people who weren't working there. Like, these, somebody wasn't there, and they were saying, like, how stupid this person is, and they can't even do their job right, and this and that. They're all standing in the corner not working, talking about somebody else who doesn't work. And so I went up to him. I was like, guys, look, I really don't think we should talk about somebody else when they're not working here. Like, why would we do that? That's like godless. It's kind of worthless. It doesn't help. It only separates people. So he's like, man, don't think about godless things. Think about godly things, right? He says that physical training is good, right? Physical training is good. Is there some benefits to physical training? Would you say so? Yeah, eh, maybe not, not too enthusiastic. I actually went to the chiropractor, and he told me, he's like, Matt, the only thing you are missing from your life is worry. <laughs> yeah, ask, uh, ask your youth leader if you don't know what that is. So anyway, he told me, he told me, yeah, just work on your back. He told me, he's like, the only thing you're missing is some exercise, Matt. you got to be exercising. And uh, because there's actually health benefits. When you do physical training, when you lift, when you run, there's health benefits. And Paul's saying, yeah, that's good. You need some health benefits. But when you spiritually train, 
it's even better. Some translations will say it's good for all things. So physical training, it's good. It's good for my health, good for my body. I feel better. I do better. I can do more things. But when I spiritually train, it's actually better for everything in my life. We talked about it in the fall. We said if you get 100% with God, you can get 100% with everything else. And that's what Paul is saying here. This benefits of spiritual training affect your whole life. And he says for this, we work hard and we continue to struggle. I need one, I need one guy, one volunteer. You have to be ready to do something for me, though. Are you ready? I don't know. You guys have been up front. Anyone who hasn't been up front yet? I feel like, okay, here's who I feel like I need to do this. No offense, guys. Hudson, come on up front, man. I think you're my guy for this one, okay? All right, here, Hudson, come on up front right here. This is what I need you to do. Can you demonstrate a proper push-up for us? Can, are you able to do that? Can, let me see. Okay. Back nice and straight. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Do, why, why don't you do a couple more? Let's do uh, two or three more here. Nice. All right. Let's go. Make it to 10. What was that? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Nice job, Hudson. Nice job. Thank you. All right. Give it up for Hudson. Nice, nice job. Great form. So when you do a push-up, you're, you know, I don't know if some of you guys maybe can or you can't, but when you do a push-up or when you work out, you, your muscles, like, you kind of feel it, right? You feel the burn. It's kind of like... In some ways, it's kind of like agonizing. Well, that's what Paul is saying. He's like, this is what we continue to work for and we continue to struggle, right? When you work out, when you physically train, sometimes there's some burn. Sometimes it hurts a little bit, but you're, what you're doing is it, you're building muscle. You're doing something that pays off. When we go up there and we do some Zumba, <laughs> we're like working out, but we're, we're working out our bodies. It's beneficial. It's, it's doing something for us, even if it's like uncomfortable or I'm kind of pushing myself. I'm not used to breathing this heavy. There's an advantage to it. And so that's what Paul is saying. Man, that's why we... Uh, that's what we continue to work for. And so what does this mean for us? All of us sitting here, it's 2019, January 2019. Most of you guys are back in school already. What does this mean? Well, like we said, we're, we're doing this series called Just Do It. And I think Paul's advice for Timothy, it still rings true for us today. We've got to train in godliness. We need to just do it. It's worth it. Right? Some of the reasons that I said that I think we struggle with this, with this idea of like being motivated by, man, what are my dreams? What do I care about? What am I passionate about? Should I just do it? It's because, like we said, maybe you're like, I'll do it when I'm older. But what we see from this is that God doesn't care what your age is. God has a plan for you now. Timothy was a young guy who was a pastor. He didn't wait until Timothy was older and more experienced. God was using him exactly where he was. Maybe God has something he wants you to do right now. He's not waiting for you to get older. Maybe God wants you to be part of the Bible club that's at your school or to start one if there isn't one. Maybe God wants you to lead in, in a prayer somewhere at your school. Maybe God wants you to invite somebody to youth group. Maybe God, what is it? What is it that God's calling you to do? He's not waiting for you to get one more year older. He wants you to do something in you now. Maybe you're like, well, I don't have any dreams. I don't, ha I don't have anything I'm passionate about. I don't know what it is. But God has a dream for you. And Timothy discovered this by just serving with Paul. Like I said, they went on mission trips together. So Timothy's like, all right, I'm available. I'll serve, right? Like Rebecca's like, hey, we need help with setup. Maybe you can come here and serve. He just was like, I'll serve. And through serving, he kind of discovered, wait a minute, I think God may have me be a pastor. I think maybe that's what I care about. And then he was able to go and to do that. So even if you feel like, man, I don't have any passions. I don't know what I'm good at. If you serve God, that's how you'll discover. If you train in godliness, the benefit is you'll discover what you're passionate about. Maybe you're looking to the wrong place for your dreams, but you need to know that God is the one who made you. You're not going to find completeness in a relationship or in success or in money. They bring temporary satisfaction, but God is the one who will bring you permanent satisfaction. He says this later in the letter, 1 Timothy 6.6, 6, uh, 6, 6, he says, 
True godliness with contentment is itself great gain. After all, we brought nothing into this world when we came into it, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. And so he's saying, man, the true form of contentment, the true way to have satisfaction and to feel like my life has purpose is when I train in godliness, when I spiritually train, not just physically train. And maybe you're here and you feel like, well, that sounds cool, but like you said, Matt, I don't know if I've got anything. I don't think I'm anything special. You know, people in my life have told me I have nothing to bring. I have nothing to offer. Maybe you don't believe in yourself. Well, you got to know what God says about you. Timothy felt the same way. Timothy felt like, what can I do? I can't even do what Paul asked me to do. Hey, can I fix this problem? I can't do it. But Timothy, uh, but Paul reminded Timothy in another letter, he says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and love and self-discipline. You have to know what God says about you. And if you know what God says about you, then you can just do it. And so training in godliness is worth it. It's interesting to me that all of these things are answered in a relationship with God. We find meaning and purpose and value when we are training in godliness. How cool is that? So just like Shia LaBeouf said at the beginning, just do it. Just do it, right? And that's kind of a Nike slogan. But um, we're saying, man, what is the it? Especially if I don't feel like I have like something I'm passionate about or something I care about, right? Paul told us we shouldn't focus on godless things. Don't focus on things that don't matter or things that are ungodly. Focus on godly things. He's like, instead of just physically training, that is good. You should probably do that if you don't. But spiritual training, man, that's even better. And so your walkway point tonight is this. If you've never been to youth group before, we have a walkway point just about every single Wednesday. So if you forgot everything I talked about, I would be kind of sad inside. But there's one sentence you should remember, and this is it. Hopefully this will hopefully encapsulate everything we talked about today. We'll unpack it a little bit in small groups. But your walkway point is this. Spiritual training is greater than physical training. Spiritual training is greater than physical training. If you're here and you're like, man, I hear just do it. I hear make your dreams reality. Yeah, sure, I hear that stuff, but it's another school year. I'm in sixth grade. I'm in eighth grade. I'm in 10th grade. Like, I, I don't know. Like, if, if I'm, I don't know what, what God has me. I don't know if I'm good at anything. Man, spiritual training is greater than physical training, and it's worth it. The benefits are worth it. You can train in godliness. And so I want to talk about it in small groups tonight. How can we train in godliness? What does that look like in our lives? What does it mean? If we start to spiritually train, and uh, what, what does that look like? So let me pray for you guys, and we'll go to small groups. Sound good? God, thank you so much for today, Lord. Thank you for your love, God. Thank you so much that it's a new year, God, and we kind of have the opportunity, even though it's the same school year, we have the chance to kind of look at ourselves, think about where we are, God. And sometimes maybe some people here, man, we're motivated, we're pumped, we're excited, we're ready to go. Some of us here, God, maybe we're like, I don't know. I don't care about anything. I just showed up to youth group today. Maybe some of us here, we're like, man, I don't feel like I'm really worth anything. Maybe we feel like we're not really good. But, God, the good news of your word is that, is that you love us, God, and there's a solution, God, that you're saying, man, we've got to train in godliness. That's how we'll discover what we're passionate about. That's how we'll discover what your plan is for us, God. You're the one who made us. You're the one who knows us, God, so you're the one who can give us true satisfaction. So help us to remember that, God. Maybe if we're on a sports team and we're physically training and that's important and it's good, just like your word says, that's actually a good thing to do. But spiritual training is even better, God. So help us to remember that as we kind of enter 2019, God. We wouldn't have guilt over us and saying, man, what am I good at? What am I passionate about? We'd say, man, I'm going to spiritually train and know what God's plan is for my life. Be with us the rest of tonight, guys. We talk about